0: Amen. All right. I'm going to share a word with you this morning um, before we get to the fun and the play. If you have your Bibles, if you got your phones, if you got your tablets, if you got a little scrap of paper, I want you to turn to or write down the book of Luke, chapter number 15, Luke, chapter number 15, verse. I'm going to start reading today at verse number three, Luke, chapter 15. And if you didn't bring your Bible today, it's all right. And if you'd ever heard of a Bible, it's all right. We're going to read from this passage this morning. Luke chapter number 15, verses 3 through 10. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, I pray even as this message goes out into the airways, into the park, into the neighborhood, I pray, Father, we pray, Lord, that you would take your word into the apartments across the street, into the neighborhood across the street, that it would go and be carried into every place that it needs to go. Father, we pray for every person that is walking past, hearing the word, that something of the gospel would grip their heart and that they would ask, what must I do to be saved, Father? We thank you and we honor you for that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Luke chapter number 15, verses number three through 10. And it says this, it says, then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. Then he calls his neighbors and friends together and says, rejoice, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in that same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose, this is where we're going to be today, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp and sweep the house Search and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In that same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Amen. Thank God for his word. And if you're taking notes for today, the title of today's message is Lost in the House. Lost in the house. Any of you guys work fast food? Any fast food? Your first job, you work fast food? Okay, thank you, all right. I worked at McDonald's. Anybody else work fast? Okay, y'all had some good jobs as teenagers. My God, I was at McDonald's and Burger King and Popeye's and all of that, but you guys are more amen than I am, okay. So I worked at McDonald's when I was a junior and senior in high school, and I worked there for a couple of years. I was in the back flipping burgers, getting fries up in the drive-through, working like a Hebrew, just working, working hard at McDonald's. And there was another guy that worked with me. My name is Corey. His name was Corey as well. And we worked together at McDonald's. He was a couple years older than I was. And there was one day in particular, I thought I'd been working there maybe like a year or so. There was one day in particular that for some reason me and Corey began to talk about church. We began to talk about Christianity. The conversation came up about faith and what do you believe in these things like that. And I remember, I may have told you this before, before you go to the rock, but I'm going to tell you again. I remember looking at him and I was talking to him and he began to tell me about his his life at church and things he would do. And I looked at him, I said, Corey, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I said, I'm saved. I'm a Christian too, man. And you know what happened? As this truck drives past at the apex of my story, (laughs) right at the punchline. You know what happened when I told Corey? he looked at me and he looked right in my eyes. <laughs> and he stared deep into my eyes. God bless you brother, amen. <laughs> perfect timing guys, I mean it was that, was, that was comedic timing. He said, man you should be a trash driver, uh, no. I'll continue on just for the sake of time. He looked at me and he bust out laughing. He burst out laughing at me. And you know what he laughed? He laughed in disbelief. Because he could not believe that I was a Christian. Now, I had grown up in church. I went to church all the time. But my conduct and my character and the way I carried myself at that job was so far from Christ, he laughed at me. I'm telling y'all, as I'm looking at you right now. He laughed, said, There's no way you are saved. I remember him saying this to me. There's no way that you are a Christian. And he went to the back. Ha ha gosh, check this out. Corey said, He is saved. I was about 17, 18 years old, I'll never forget as long as I live. And I had a realization that day that though I had been to church every Sunday since I was one year old, though I sang in the choir almost every week. Though I went to Bible study with my family, though I was at the outreaches, I was at the church in the park. I was all of these things. I was lost, but I was a special type of loss. I was lost in the house. I wasn't lost dealing drugs on the corner. I wasn't in a crack house. I wasn't out here as a prostitute. I wasn't. I was. I was at church every week, and I was lost inside of the house. I was there. I was faithful. My dad was a preacher. My mom, even to this day, is a prayer warrior. But I was lost in the house. I was close to God. I was close to the vicinity of God. I was around other people that knew God, but I didn't know God. I heard the messages preached like I'm preaching to you today. I heard them week in and week out, but I had no relationship with Christ. I was Lost. And what do I mean by lost? I mean, I was disconnected from a relationship with Jesus. I mean, I was lost in my sin. I mean, I was still dead in my trespasses. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter two, verse one, it says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and your sins. The Bible tells us in Romans six and 23 that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I was lost, not knowing my purpose. Wandering from relationship to relationship and some of you may be in that situation or found yourself there wandering from drug to drug Wandering from bed to bed wandering from job to job wandering without knowing what's next wandering without knowing who you are wandering without knowing your identity wandering without knowing the condition of your sexuality wandering lost without hope and Many people find themselves like that today lost But the thing about it man The real thing about it, it is one thing to be lost, but it's another to be lost and you're close to him and you're around. See, the Bible tells us in our passage in Luke chapter 15, it says there was a woman who had these 10 coins and she lost one inside of the house. It got out of her grips and it was, it was right there. It was in her bedroom, in the living room. It was was right, right, right there, but lost. See, the thing about it, if you read your Bible in this particular chapter, We always hear the story about the prodigal son. Y'all know that one? Where the prodigal son, he asked for his inheritance from the father. And the Bible says the prodigal son went to a faraway land. And he was lost as well. Because the Bible says when he came back, the father said about him, this my son was lost and is found again. He was lost also. But he went to a faraway land to be lost. But there are some, if you're like me, you didn't go nowhere. You kept coming to dinner every night. You kept showing up. Your wife and your husband see you every day. You're still at the job. We go to church every single week, but lost. Show up faithfully. I mean, my God, we'll show up faithfully, but still lost. We have this particular problem in the United States of America, especially here in North Carolina. If you don't know, North Carolina is is a part of what's known as the Bible Belt. Do you know what that means? That means that for the last decades, that Protestant Christianity has been very successful here and has played a very important part in the society in places like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama. If I ask people right now, if I take a poll of the people in this park, most people will say, yeah, I go to church. I bet probably 80% of people that, yeah, I go to church. Where you go? Ah, well, you know what? I watch online. That's the first thing they say. Oh Jesus. If I ask most people, do you go to church? They will say, yeah, I go to church. If I ask most people in Raleigh, "Do you have a church?" Yeah, I got a church. But if I ask you, "Have you been born again?" See, Jesus didn't say, "Do you go to church?" He never said, "I need you to go to church." And that's going. No, no, no. He said, he said, he told Nicodemus, "He said, unless you are born again, unless you have been transformed, unless you have been made a new creation in Christ, it was never about attending a church service." It was never about showing up and hearing a good message. He said, I'm not coming for you to hear a good message. I'm coming so that your entire spiritual DNA can be recreated brand new. And so I ask you today, I know you're here at Church in the Park. I know you're walking past and you may be listening. I know you may have grown up in church. I know you might have had a praying grandmama. I know you might have met a preaching father. But have you been born again? Or are you lost in the house? Are you in the vicinity of good preaching? Are you in the vicinity of people praying? Are you in the vicinity of people worshiping but don't know? Are you in the vicinity of the Bible? You got 13 Bibles at your house. When was the last time you read it? Or are you lost in the house? That's a dangerous type of loss. That's a scary type of loss. Wouldn't it be sad if you went to hell in the house? My God, wouldn't it be sad if you went to hell lost in the house? You were close to him but didn't know him. You were close right upon them, but lost. And this is the condition we find ourselves in. This is the condition that many people find themselves in, especially here in our city. People are close. There's a church on every corner. I pass 30 churches on the way to our church on every Sunday. There's 35 churches, and you pass 40 on the way to your church on Sunday. We got all these churches. We got all this access. We got all this word. We can go online. We can listen to T.D. Jakes, Mike Todd, Joe Osteen, uh, uh, Stephen Furtick. We can got all this stuff. But are you lost and you're close to him? Many people are lost in the house. Many people are lost and they are close. Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. These people eat at my table every day, but their hearts are far from me. These people go to services, sometimes twice a week, but their hearts are far from me. These people sing on the worship team, but their hearts are far from me. These people have grown up around the things of God, but their hearts are far from me. There are many that are lost in the house and it's not just church houses. In these houses that we have built in society, houses that are made to educate, houses that are made to entertain, houses that are made to provide, houses that are made to protect, the schools are losing children, the government is losing people, the family structure is losing people, it's not just church houses, there are people that you see week in and week out that are lost, but they're in your schoolhouse, you see them in class every week, but they're lost. People in their marriages are lost. They still sleeping in the same, hey, honey, what you want for breakfast? What you want? But lost, the relationship is dead and has been dead for four years. Lost in these houses. The government, Lord Jesus, we don't have to talk about the government as they was trying to figure that out last night. My wife is a government worker, hey, amen. I contracted for the government, so we looking, Lord, these government folks, losing people, cannot seem to figure out. Thank God, this year it seemed like they figured it out. My God, but these, some of these years, it seemed like they can't seem to get it together. Losing people. Houses that are losing people. And what I don't want you to do, especially here, especially in Raleigh, a lot of people are floor, a lot of people got a lot of money, I don't want you to have a big house and be lost inside of it. I don't want you to have a nice car, BMW, Maserati, but be lost inside of it. But this is the thing, there's always hope. Because you ever go to school or you ever go somewhere and they ever have, have a book, they have a box, called the lost and found box. Y'all remember that at school? You know my kids in school, Lord, they lose, amen. You ever, have, you ever find that box? They, they got that box called the lost and found. That box is reserved for stuff that was lost while you were there. See, 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 see. While you were at school, you, it might be lost, but this is the thing. This is what you got to do. In order to find it, you got to go back to the place where you lost it. Go back to the place where it fell off. You know, Jesus said it like this when he met with them, Lazarus was dead. He told Mary and Martha, he said, show me where you laid him. Show me where the dead, body. let's go right back to the place where you lost it. And the Bible tells us this, that the woman with the coins, it said when she found out she lost it, she didn't go out and fuss with the neighbors. She turned the light on inside of the house. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the light of the world. He said right in the house. Turn the light on. See, this is what happened. This is how we get lost in the house is you're trying to be in the house in the dark. But but what he's saying is the solution is cut on the light inside of the house. Turn on the light inside of the relationship. Turn on the light inside of your friendship. Turn on the light inside of your... Right right where you're at, the light is available to you if you are lost. And the Bible says this. It says that she, she searches the house Jesus told us, he said, the son of man came to seek and to save that which is lost. He said, let me, he said, turn the light on. Because this is the reality, is that God is not far from us. He says, his word tells us, he says, I'm near to the brokenhearted. But this is the thing, I'm near, but I need you to give me permission to turn the light on. Let me turn the light on in your marriage and see what's going on. Let me turn the light on in your finances and see what's going on. Let me turn the light on in your sexual identity and see what's going on. Let me turn the light on in your friendship. Let me turn the light on in your mind and see what's going on. Because that is the answer when you're lost in the house. I'll tell you my own story how I was lost in the house, but at some point about 18, 19 years old, I decided I don't want to just be close to God, you know, around God. I said, Lord, you can cut the light on. You can show me me. You can show me you. I surrender. I surrender my control of this situation and say, Lord, turn your light on. Turn your light on. Search me. He told us in Psalm, the psalmist said, God, search me and know me. Y'all got to read the Bible. He said, search me. And just like the woman began to search for, he said, search me and know me. Try me and see if there be any wicked way within you when you find yourself lost in the house. You're close. This is the thing for many of you listening right now. You're close. You're right around God. But I wanna ask you, are you lost in the house? Have you been lingering on God's street? He said, now it's time to come on. It's time to surrender your life. Because no longer do I wanna see you or anyone else live a life that's just right there on the borderline, but not making a choice surrender and Jesus is calling out to you today just like he called out to Adam in Genesis chapter number three remember after Adam sinned the Bible says that God came into the garden and but he was what you know what he was doing he was looking for his son and he said Adam where are you It's the thing Adam never left the garden Adam didn't leave the garden Adam was still in the house but was fallen he was still in the garden But disconnected and it caused God to ask Adam, where are you? I know you're still in the house I know you're still in the garden. I know you're still close But has your heart surrendered to me? Adam, where are you? Rock Church, where are you? The listeners passing by in the park. Where are you? You're close But are you willing to surrender? I want to make that prayer and I want to make that request of you if you're listening to this today and you would say Pastor Corey I'm lost in the house I've been close I've been around for a long time but today I want to make a decision to say Jesus turned the light on and I want to ask you if that's you listening right now I want to ask you to take a bold step I want to ask you to take a God step I want to ask you to take a step toward Christ today and allow him to turn the light on and make a decision that if I'm going to be in the house, I'm going to know the God of this house. If I'm going to be in the house, I'm going to know the God of this house. If I'm going to be in the house, I'm going to surrender my life to the Jesus who is sovereign over this house. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Father, we know that your Holy Spirit is working. And God, I pray for even any person who said, Pastor Corey, I'm not coming up there. I pray for your people right now. You know the condition, Father, of your people. You know the hearts. You know those who need to surrender their life. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would cause us to make a decision now. A decision to surrender to you. A decision to give our lives to you a decision to say i will no longer linger around the ways of god but i'm going to take that step to be born again be made brand new i pray for that now i pray lord jesus even as our worship leader was exhorting earlier that father you would allow that we would allow you to turn the light on in every part of our lives in every room of our lives in every part of our relationships father you be god you be sovereign and you be lord Jesus, we thank you for that. We honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, amen. 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 Come on, can we clap our hands there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, I really want to thank y'all for joining us today.